Noon on 106.1 Nash Icon, WRKN, Picayune, New Orleans. Good evening and welcome to All Access on 106.1 FM Nash Icon at NashFM1061.com. Presented by CrescentCitySports.com, the best sports site in Louisiana. All Access is also presented by the Allstate Sugar Bowl, representing the best of amateur athletics. And by Francesca by Katie's, serving up St. Louis-style food with a New Orleans flair. All Access is also brought to you by Lamarck Ford and Lamarck Lincoln in Kenner. By Bergeron Automotive in Metairie. By LifeGate Church in Mandeville and Metairie. By Premier Automotive throughout the New Orleans area. John Curtis Christian School in River Ridge. By Life Resources Ministries with outreaches throughout the New Orleans area. And by the RNL Carriers New Orleans Bowl. It's your chance to talk intelligent sports. All sports, all the time. To join in the conversation, call 504-260-1061. Now here's your host, Cumulus New Orleans Sports Director Ken Trahan of CrescentCitySports.com, the Saints Hall of Fame Museum, and the Kenner Star. Good evening and welcome to another edition of All Access. It's the Monday night edition here on 106.1 FM, Nash Icon, and on the web at nashfm1061.com. Our tune-in app is available for you anywhere in the world to listen in. Of course, if you have the opportunity, you can do so. doesn't matter where you're at. Also, check us out via Alexa at home. Just say play WRKN or play Nash Icon, 106.1 FM. You can check out our podcast following the show just go to CrescentCitySports.com, click on More, click on Podcast, and you're there. It's easy. And, of course, beyond that, you can also email me, Ken, at CrescentCitySports.com, or feel free to call the show at 504-260-1061. That's 260-1061 to join in the conversation. Later on in the show, we'll visit with Randy Livingston. He pulled the Daily Double, a state champion player in Newman School, and now a state championship coach at Newman School. In between, at LSU and in the NBA for many years, we'll talk to Randy about his championship, but also about college basketball and the Pelicans a little bit later on this evening. Look forward to his perspective. We'll tell you about other sports news of the day as well, but we get started by talking about the New Orleans Saints and a great guy to talk to in that regard. Joining us now, we always enjoy our visits when we have a chance to talk to John Hendricks, who is with us to talk about the Saints. And first and foremost, just to tell you about John, he does a great job for Saints News and SI.now, and you can check out those entities and understand exactly what I'm talking about. John, listen, always a pleasure. Good evening and welcome to the show. Ken, thanks for having me as always. I appreciate it, and I hope you're doing well. Oh, all is well. No complaints. Wouldn't do any good anyway, right? But we're good and, right. and obviously appreciative of everything So, and just happy to be here. So listen, um, much to talk about, but I guess first and foremost, got to start off with this whole uh, Garoppolo noise, I call it, more than anything else. Uh, you put any stock in that whatsoever? Well, look, I think 
now until we start the new league season on March 16th, it's, it, it's all rumors, it's chatter. That's, that's all what we're going to hear, right? And, look, I, I think I, – I know it makes sense, right? Because the team, and you look at their roster, the makeup, they want to find a quarterback that uh, – and I use this loosely – is proven, not a guy that you want to start over with or – do a rookie type move like this is a roster where you don't entrust it to a rookie right and so i know the team's belief is they want to get somebody that's experienced obviously when you look at free agency that's two quarterbacks it's Jameis winston and teddy bridgewater i think those are the your two that make the most sense they do you know want to vet and turn over every stone right And so i think garoppolo is obviously an option that's realistically going to be on the trade market the thing that scares, obviously, a lot of people is the shoulder injury, shoulder surgery they just had. He's expected to be ready by summer, but that's a lot of stock to be put in, you know, for a guy where you're going to take on his $22 million cap hit, plus uh, you're going to have to bank that he's going to be ready during the summer. you got to learn the offense. There's just a lot of caveats that come with trading for a guy like that. And, look, it would be the same thing even if they traded with a Russell Wilson or – you know, try to get Rodgers, but I just don't think any of these options and quarterbacks that you once thought were going to be available, uh, you know, maybe just a couple months ago are going to be available. I think the only one that may move, and that's just maybe, is, is Deshaun Watson, you know what I mean? And so um, Garoppolo is obviously a contender there. I think the 49ers are going to be hard-pressed to find somebody to trade for him just because he is coming off that shoulder surgery, but they're going to have to make a decision on – whether they're not, they're going to release him. Um, you know that that's going to save him some money. So um, I, again, you put stock into this as a rumor, um, nothing concrete. You know what I mean? But I do know that Mickey Loomis and front office have talked about quarterback being the most important thing they want to address, and so I expect them to look at all the options at quarterback. Interestingly enough, Garoppolo's best game ever probably came in the Superdome, right? I mean, he yep. was. He was phenomenal against uh, the Saints. Was a forty-eight, forty-six, whatever it was. And, I mean, couldn't stop him. He just played out of sight in that particular game. Yeah, look, and I mean, it helps when you have George Kittle, right? And I mean, I just remember that game being there. It was a lot of a lot of red in the stands. And again, I think that's the thing is that he has potential. I mean, obviously, he sat behind Tom Brady for a bit, and he's had a chance to to be the starter. I just don't know if he's the guy that's going to get you over the hurdle. And, again, I just think, obviously, yeah, he's made the, the Super Bowl appearance and he's, he's taken a team in the playoffs and all that good stuff. But, you know, again, uh, it's one of those things where I think this is really a, a split decision for a lot of fans right now. And I know a lot of people are Team Jameis and a lot of people are looking at other options, right? And I, I just see the way things shaping up that, again, if you're going to ask me, who's the next quarterback of the Saints, it's got to be Jameis, or I could see him sign Teddy Bridgewater in free agency. I think those are your two most realistic options right now at this point. And I agree with you uh, on that front. I, I really do. I, I certainly feel like it's one of those things, and I certainly think that it's a situation where uh, Bridgewater fit the offense they run very well. Uh, short passing game, intermediate passing game, accurate uh, Winston's a deep guy. I mean, he's clearly a better deep ball thrower than anything. He's got more arm talent than any of these guys. Uh, the question is, are you totally comfortable with him? Look, the guy's grown up dramatically. Uh, he was well-liked by everyone. He was doing a solid job uh, when he got hurt. Not great, uh, but certainly solid, and they were playing uh, functional to solid offense, and he wasn't turning it over. So all that's applicable. I look at the whole picture 
with these guys. Garoppolo's eight years in the league, but he didn't really get a chance to be a starter in this league until 2019, the year we mentioned about when they played the Saints and such. Uh, it's an interesting dynamic. You like the completion percentage at 67.7%. You like the fact that he led the NFL on average yards per completion last year at 12.7. Uh, those are numbers that you like. He didn't play well in his last game, but then again, he was hurt. So you got that. But a lot of people just don't like him. They just don't think he's, he's the guy. Teddy Bridgewater, by comparison, he, you like the fact that he's completed 66.5% of his passes. The average per completion, though, is only 10.9 for his career. And, of course, he's been with three teams in the last three years. Uh, Jameis Winston, uh, again, he's the ultimate uh, divider because people either are all over him and liking him or don't like him at all. And, it, and again, what I saw last year of Winston was enough to say, given all the other needs that you have, if you can get him at the affordable rate, that's your best choice short-term. And I stress short-term. Maybe it's long-term, but that depends on A, how he responds to the knee injury, and B, how much has he truly refined his game? Because we were getting evidence of that before he got hurt. But Bridgewater, I must admit, is, is intriguing because he fit the system here well, and Pete Carmichael's still the guy. Yeah, look, uh, and here's what I'd say about Teddy Bridgewater is I, I don't think it's fair to judge him in his time with Denver. What I mean by that is when you look at Denver, if you watch some of their games, I mean, again, Vic Fangio's offense, it was just really pedestrian. It just wasn't good. I mean, you got such a talented group, you know, Tim Patrick, Jerry Judy, all these types of receivers, and a lot of their offense was just check downs. There was a lot of the stuff, and I just don't think it was something that was, you know, in, indicative of what Bridgewater can do. And you look at his time in Carolina. I mean, he had three 1,000-yard receivers in Carolina. I mean, he was that's probably what you want to get with somebody, you know, as a future. Again, I think when you look at it, I, again, and that's why I say it's got to be Bridgewater, it's got to be Winston. And I'd be happy with either of them. I would say my edge goes to Winston just because I know he was – chomping at the bit to work with Michael Thomas last year, and now he's going to get Michael Thomas back. I, and I think it gives them an opportunity to get him in the building. And, and look, I don't think he has to take a one-year deal. I think you can get him at a two-year deal, you know, average quarterback, maybe make him in the 15 to $20 million range yearly. Um, and whether you make that with incentives or more of an attractive signing bonus, whatever you got to do, I think there's a, a, where there's a will, there's a way. And, uh, you know, look, I think with Winston, he's a guy that performed well. You know, 5-2 and two as a starter, 14 touchdowns, three picks last season with the Saints. I feel like he was just starting to come into his own and starting to find his groove. And plus, you got to remember, the Saints were awful when the pass-catching department. I mean, you can't convince me otherwise. I know some people had, you know, there were some flashes at some points with Callaway and Traquan coming back and, you know, Winston didn't even have to really got to work with Traquan much and, and Nick Vanette too. But, you know, it was really Deontay Harris and Callaway that was carrying it besides Kamara. And look, this is an area they have got to get better at. And, you know, again, I would feel much better about whoever does come into future quarterback and Saints that, you know, you got to look at more than just Michael Thomas here. And, and you, that's going to be a big thing for whoever you bring in a quarterback. You've got to get him some weapons. You got to get him some upgrades there. Um, I think if you go in a situation where Callaway and Harris are having to fight for the three and four spot or four and five spot, I don't think that's a bad thing. So I'm really intrigued to see what they do when free agency rolls around. And uh, again, I, I think they can be creative and they can get some of these 
maybe a higher tier free agent wide receiver like a, a Allen Robinson and then maybe get a lower tier guy, you know, a Jamison Crowder or something along that lines or Christian Kirk who's in for a big payday. So I, I just want to see it work because most of their needs are on the offensive side of the ball. Well, they really, they really are. And of course, where wide receiver is concerned, the other notable factor is that it's another deep wide receiver class in the draft. And looking at the combine, you had a lot of impressive runners at the combine. You have a lot of guys with impressive numbers uh, from this past season that are going to be there. And, of course, draft picks are more affordable, and you lock them in for four years. So there's that also. But that's the other reason I think they sign or re-sign Winston is that he's coming off the knee injury, so his market isn't going to be as good, and you have so many other needs. If you didn't have so many other needs, I could see the Saints being a player you know, in a big trade to get a marquee name or to be a player and a guy like Deshaun Watson. But because they have so many other needs, including possibly running back now, which we'll get into, along with wide receiver, along with tight end, and along with potentially guard as well, it seems to me that the whole concept of bringing Winston back, at least initially, is the right way to go. Yeah, look, and again, there's a lot of different things that you're going to have to look at over this course of this. I mean, you got to figure out what you're going to do on the offensive line. you got to figure out what, I mean, what's going to happen with Toronto Armstead. That's going to be a $13 million gap hit. That's uh, dead money. And then, you know, is the belief, do you try to bring him back? Or do you just say, let him test the market? And then are you going to potentially say James Hurst is going to be that guy at left tackle? I know he's been a valuable guy at depth. Um, you know, maybe you get Landon Young to be that guy who's your backup primarily. And, again, there's just a lot of ways that I think they can address this. And, again, I, I wrote about it before. It, I think when you get somebody like Winston back in a relatively friendly deal, it's going to allow you to be able to afford some of these weapons. I mean, the, the league, is salary cap's going to rise for 2023. I mean, there's just a, a lot of options here. And, you know, I'm of the belief that you get – you know, one or two guys in free agency, and then you double down and you get somebody at wide receiver in the draft. And, and whether that's the second round or first round, it, it doesn't matter. There's just a lot of good names out there that could fit this team and come in and make a big impact. And, look, again, defensively, you look at their needs. I mean, you know, if, if they lose Quan Alexander, I expect them to test the market. Um, you know, they, they've got Pete Warner there, and I feel good about Pete Warner pairing alongside Demario Davis. Um, as far as Marcus Williams goes, that's a question mark because I feel like obviously they're not going to use the franchise tag on him, but you know um, you're trying to get a deal done with him, and if you can't pay him, then you got to really scramble. And I think that's where maybe somebody like PJ Williams comes in, and you have to have a quick priority there. You know, Tyron Matthew is a free agent. You know, him coming to New Orleans that'd be an interesting thing. So. I think they have a number in mind, and Williams, I know he can get paid a lot of money. He probably wants to be one of the highest-paid guys. You know, you look at Harrison Smith making about $16 million a year, uh, average on uh, yearly figure. And, and so uh, offensive side of the ball, offensive line, you got to get pass-catching options, and then you got to look at a running back because even with you have Kamara, who doesn't, if he doesn't get suspended, which I, I doubt, and then you got Mark Ingram, you still need other guys because Dwayne Washington's a free agent. Uh, Ty Montgomery's a free agent, and you got Tony Jones Jr., but he was kind of really unimpressive after having a strong training camp. So, again, it's it's kind of clear-cut in a way, but at the same time, this is a big test for Mickey Loomis and Dennis Allen with 
the post Peyton regime. They've got to get this thing right because if they really believe that they're on the verge and still are a playoff team and this division is ripe for the picking, then they've got to make the moves to, to, to correspond to that. John Hendricks with us from Saints News Network and SI.com talking New Orleans Saints. And at running back, yeah, Tony Jones just didn't produce. I mean, he got hurt, and then he didn't produce when he was there. They missed Latavius Murray. They brought back Ingram, but he's longer in the tooth, and you wonder about his longevity and his health. So I agree with you on the running back position for sure. So, And then with Armstead, it's going to be interesting because you bring in a new offensive line coach in Doug Marone. So you just don't know how a new offensive line coach is going to view things. I know Zach Street's still here, but it's the same thing at wide receiver. You bring in a new wide receivers coach, so how does he view that? Typically when that happens, they might see things a little bit differently than a previous coach did, and I would suspect that would be the case. Yeah, look, and I, I think if anybody can help Cesar Ruiz, I think it's Doug Marone, right? And I think that's the encouraging news. You know, I think I feel good about Ramchek, obviously. You feel good about uh, Eric McCoy, Pete's going to be back, obviously, with that restructure. And, and so, uh, again, I know the team believes in it. I know fans just don't really care a lot for him sometimes. But, again, you know, you look at last season, you could have used somebody like him in the lineup, right? And so uh, I was impressed with Calvin Throckmorton. I think he's a great piece of depth. Maybe he can push Cesar, uh, you know, Ruiz at, at uh, right guard if, if they feel compelled to. Um, and, you know, I think the biggest question mark is that left tackle and you've got to obviously sure up some depth there. Again, Landon Young's the guy there, but you still have a lot of question marks after that. I mean, they brought in some vets, you know, guys like James Carpenter and, and things like that that were able to plug and play. But, again, you're going to have to have a, a, a really solid backup plan to the backup plan, if that makes any sense. And so, again, Toronto's been great. It's just always been a problem of can you stay healthy and – Again, he's widely pair, wildly paired to the Bengals because they're going to have money to, to, to spend. They have to get Joe Burrow some more offensive linemen. So, again, that does kind of make sense. But at the same time, you know, that's not a given that Teron's going to fly off the shelf as soon as free agency hits. And I think that's kind of how some of these are going to go. I think you'll, you'll have a lot of these Saints players, if they do test the market, you know, they're going to take some visits and such. But – I don't expect a lot of these guys to get signed just like that. Maybe if you let Marcus Williams hit the market, he might be one of the higher guys that does. But, again, you look around the league and, and teams that might want to pay him and teams that might need him, I don't think it's as many as, as you know you might be led to believe. And so I think a lot of teams need quarterbacks. A lot of teams are going to need some talent. And, you know, it won't surprise me if some of these guys, the Saints let walk and test the market end up coming back because, you know, they just don't get what they're looking for uh, on, the, on the market. It wouldn't surprise me if the Saints picked an offensive tackle in the first round. Uh, I, I wouldn't think they'd pick a guard. But I really think this. I think because they have so many needs on offense that they're more apt to pick the best player on the board. Uh, that could be a wide receiver. That could be a tackle. It could be a, a tight end, although that's less likely. But because they have so many needs, I'm thinking along the lines of they're going to go that route. But the one thing we do know is that uh, this organization is built from the inside out. They've really invested in those offensive and defensive lines over the years, and that really led to the success they've had, in my estimation. Yeah, absolutely. And I think when you look at the defensive line, again, it's a lot more clear-cut. And I think that, you know, obviously you're going to have to figure out some things with Cam's contract and you know, a couple of moves there, but uh, and you got to figure out what you're going to do with Carl Granderson if you're going to tag him as a restricted guy. I mean, 
you know, uh, this is a defensive line that was snake bitten last year, but still managed to produce. I mean, they didn't have Sano Passignan for a long time. They didn't have Peyton Turner, you know, and so they still were able to produce with guys like Jalen Holmes and, you know, they were able to figure things out in the interior, kind of plug-and-play guys and, and just different things um, and getting Anyamata back. But Anyamata was a little bit of disappointment last season for sure. Um, but, you know, offensive line, it's always been the bread and butter. If you can get – and it's really interesting to see how Pete Carmichael is going to be. Is it going to be more of a screen team? Is it going to be more of a let's run inside between the tackles, let's get them out into space? And, you know, I think that's the real interesting part about, you know, not really knowing – what's coming now that Peyton's out of the building. And, you know, uh, again, you have the talent to have to push people on the offensive line. You have the talent to be a good screen team. And so, again, it's all one in the trenches. You're going to get smart people. You're going to have to get depth. Uh, I'm with you. I wouldn't be surprised if they use 18 and get a tackle. I, I think that's something that people would expect at this point, right? And, again, if somebody like Jamison Williams falls, then I think that'd be running to the podium for that. But, you know, you just look at the drop-off of, talent i think in offensive linemen you know from one to two to three it's a vast difference and again um you know it won't surprise me to see them do that and trust the left tackle to do the job or you know again if they they roll with james hurst and hurst is the guy and then then whoever comes in is the guy that's in waiting and just kind of rises up the depth chart i think that would be uh, not surprise me at all but again you just look at this team and the way things are going you don't have as many needs, but you do definitely need to address some of these depth positions. And, you know, best case, before you even get there, obviously you have to see how free agency plays out. And so I feel good about them being able to be an attractive destination. I do worry about what they're going to do at quarterback because the time is ticking. You're almost, you know, you're under 10 days. Um, you still got some money to move, and you still haven't figured out your quarterback spot. And, uh, you know, again, it's going to be hard to try to pitch somebody – you know, a vision if you don't have a good quarterback in place. And so I think that would be the next domino to fall if it's not a Marcus Williams contract extension. Well, it's pretty interesting because Ed Daniels, my partner here on our three tailgater show has maintained for months now that he he thinks there's still a a good possibility. The saints will invest in a quarterback in the first round. I don't share that opinion. And obviously all it takes is one, you fall in love with one guy and maybe uh, there is that Uh, I, Look, I mean, I watch these guys. I certainly don't call myself a, a draft expert. I watched them. Malik Willis has, has arm talent, and he's also tested very high uh, from a mental perspective, too. Kenny Pickett is a solid guy. Matt Corral's not big, but he's, he's a competitor. You know, Carson Strong is okay. I, I haven't seen that. Uh, again, you don't know the way they think, but the reason I don't think they'll go that route is – primarily because of the fact that this is a team that's close to being a real contender and a team that's a contender or close to being a contender doesn't hand over the reins to a rookie quarterback. Yeah, that's my whole thing. And if they wanted to do that, they wouldn't have hired Dennis Allen, right? And I, that's my whole belief. They would have went in a completely different direction. Um, and again, I'm, I'm not somebody who believes that the quarterback is the way to go, right? I, I like Willis. I really was impressed with him in senior bowl. He's carried himself extremely well. I like Pickett, too, and Coral. Or Coral, I mean, again, he's a guy that I like, too. But, you know, when you just look at the rookie quarterback class, none of these guys have the potential, I, I believe. And, again, this is just me talking, right? Mm-hmm. You look at guys that were came out of, you know, like Justin Herbert, who was day one ready, right? I, I think if you had somebody in this draft that was like that, then, yeah, maybe you could use that 18th overall pick for that. But, look, I just don't see it. Willis is a guy that – 
you know, is going to need some refinement. And look, as a rookie quarterback coming in, you know, I guess the biggest thing I'd ask is, you know, when you're looking at trying to rebound somebody like Michael Thomas after, you know, he hasn't played in a long time, is that going to be a veteran or is that going to be a rookie? And I just don't see it with the roster makeup they have. That again, the belief that everything that we've been told and have heard, you don't turn this rookie, this, this roster over to a rookie quarterback. Not saying it's impossible, but again, if you believe you're a playoff team, if you believe your division is right for the taking with Tom Brady hanging it up, Atlanta having to figure out things. I mean, Atlanta's in a crazy situation, not just because of Calvin Ridley stuff, but because mm-hmm. Matt Ryan's going to be an astronomical cap hit for them, right? right. And so they've got to figure that out, and they could be in a team. I don't think they're rebuilding, but you know, Terry uh, Fontenot has got a big, some big decisions to make. And then Matt Rule in Carolina, man, I just don't understand what they're doing. You know, and uh, if, even with <laughs> Christian McCaffrey, yeah, I mean, with Christian McCaffrey even being on the trade block potentially. I mean, that is just absolutely crazy to me. So, again, you got a chance to do it. And I think, you know, even if you can put together a 9-8 and eight win this year, uh, you know, season this year or a 10-7, and seven, that's going to get you the division, I feel like. And so I think the Saints are in a good position. You don't turn this over to a rookie. You find a veteran guy. And, again, that's why I think it's got to be of the options right now. I'm not saying it's still up in the air, but it, it looks like it's going to either be Winston again or it's going to be Bridgewater and it's, or it could be a trade for outside guy. And so uh, and everybody's got to remember that Taysom Hill – there's no guarantee he's going to be the same player when he comes back because he's still no. rehabbing from that. Let's Frank surgery. He might be ready for the summer. I, I mean, I know he's dealt with it on his other foot, but look, that's something I'd be a lot more concerned about is that, hey, I don't know what his prognosis is going to be, but you look at the roster, it's him, it's Ian Book, it's Blake Portals. Those guys are not going to start for you on day one. They can't because this team will be set up to fail. No, I, I don't disagree. Look, the whole Taysom Hill thing is – is an ongoing discussion. I've said it a thousand times. I love the guy. He's a great guy. He's a good NFL football player. I just don't think he's a he's a good NFL starting quarterback. That's all. I think he's a good he's a good player. He plays hard. He gives he's an inspiration. The guy gives you so much. Uh, but uh, again, I just don't think he's the guy to turn over the reins to. I didn't think that prior to last year, and I still don't think that. But that said, I do hope he heals up. I, I, he's being paid a lot of money, and you want to see him on the field and being able to help this team. And you mentioned the Panthers. I'm with you. I have no idea what they're doing. I mean, look, uh, Bridgewater wasn't great for them. He wasn't real good either. He was average, but he was competent. But they made the determination. They didn't want him anymore. They went out and got Sam Darnold. How'd that work out? Then they had Joe Brady, who was, of course, great at LSU. And then they decided midseason they don't want him anymore, but he's good enough to go help coach an offense at Buffalo where they're pretty doggone good last time I checked. And then you mentioned the whole McCaffrey situation uh, and then the whole Cam Newton thing. Well, I, I don't understand anything that they've done. I really don't. Yeah, look, and, and look at last season. I mean, you know, they, they got off to a good start. And, you know, I think when they beat the Saints, obviously with all that weird situation and obviously the caveat because they were with all their – minus all their assistance. But right. everybody jumped on their train. And I, I remember they were like, oh, it's all in. Let's go trade for – uh, Stephon Gilmore, let's go get all these people. Let's let's go all in. And you know, again, I I just think it's once McCaffrey went down, that was it. You know, their offense revolves around Christian McCaffrey, which is is tough. I mean, but you see it even in New York with Saquon Barkley. It's just you know, it's a, what have you done for me lately, league? And and uh, you know, when you don't have your primary weapon being able to get going, 
he puts more pressure on a guy like Sam Darnold, and Darnold, you know, is is short lived. I mean, it reminds me of Ryan Fitzpatrick that one year where he came in and beat the Saints in the Superdome, and everybody was riding the high on him, and he's the next greatest thing. He's going to have this amazing year, and then he just turned back into the pumpkin, right? And so, um, you know, again, I, I I just don't know. I don't get that team. Uh, you know, again, if you look at the roster makeup of some of these other teams, you know, is Atlanta. Again, there's no guarantee that Matt Ryan is starting. They're not going to have Calvin Ridley. They've got some free agent decisions to make. I mean, Russell Gage is a guy that could be on the move, and I think the Saints are some team that could look at him too. Um, but, you yeah. know, again, I'm going to have a hard time trying to justify if they pay Matt Ryan that $40, what, $48 million hit. And mm-hmm. same thing with Tampa is they're in a spot where I, I think it's all about to come undone. And so – um, you know, that's that's going to be a weird thing to see. But what an opportunity for the Saints. I mean, you're going to have an interesting schedule ahead. Um, you know, obviously some good quality opponents. Um, but if you can at least wrap up your division, you're sure to playoff spot. And so that's all they needed to do, just like this last season. Get into the dance and then let it take care of the rest. Yeah, I think they're in the right division. I agree with you 100%. I don't like the fact that they lose a home game to London. Somehow the Saints always get the short end of the stick in that regard, right? Imagine that. But uh, that's another story. They finally get, you know, they get the ninth home game and they give it up. But they could have picked any game, but they picked that one. So and who knows who they're going to play over there, too. And stay tuned for that because a lot of people here want to see Joe Burrow in Mercedes-Benz Superdome. And speaking of Joe Burrow and Armstead, you're right about that. And look, the Bengals made the absolute right move drafting Jamar Chase. You couldn't possibly argue with that. Uh, with what he did, he was incredible. And I did like 15 of his high school games, so didn't surprise me at all. Uh, but with regard to their offensive line, all the people that said they should have drafted the offensive lineman rather than Chase, uh, they, I, don't know, I don't know what they were smoking. I really don't. At the same time, now that there should be nothing else that they do other than bringing Bates back, which it looks like they're trying to do, uh, other than to go out and get two, if not three, offensive lineman they have a second year player from Clemson maybe you know they have a center okay but other than that uh, I mean that that is one of the five or six worst offensive lines in the NFL and to see a team get to the Super Bowl considering that uh, was truly amazing yeah look and you remember the Dolphins game that the Saints played I mean their offensive line was paper I mean Miami just had their way when the Saints played and I would just say this about Cincy too because uh, you know, you mentioned London and uh, everything I've heard, it's actually supposed to be the Bengals that are playing yep. in that one. Um, and so, again, you know, I hate LSU fans that come to the Dome, all that stuff. I mean, I, again, everything I understand from it, the Saints didn't protect this game, and I believe it's supposed to be the Bengals from everything I'm hearing. So that'll be interesting in itself. But, you know, going back to the offensive line, I mean, again, you know, you look at Burrow's rookie year, obviously it leads to him getting hurt for the year, um, and then he comes back. Even getting sacked, what, nine times against Tennessee, they still ended up winning. And look, mm-hmm. I just, again, you look at where you got to invest. And, and I, I, for some teams, I just don't understand why they don't spend as much as they can and to improve situations like that. And again, there's reasons why bad teams stay bad. You know what I mean? And the Saints are one of those, we're going to spend and allocate every dollar we can and try to play it as tight as, as we can to the salary cap. And again, they are able to field a competitive roster, have been for a long time. And, you know, for Cincinnati, it's a no-brainer. You've got to, you know, rebuild that offensive line. You've got to get some help there um, because you're going to get Joe Burrow killed. And, I mean, you know, I hate to say it, he's going to end up like Andrew Luck. He's going to just hang yeah. it up early, right? And so 
I think that's the, the track that they're on, and they've got to avoid that. So whether it's veterans, whether it's whatever, I, I don't even if they have to build a tackle dummy that can block or something. I mean, <laughs> they've got to invest there uh, because you can't afford to, to have that. And look, the thing is, Cincinnati's not promised to get back to the dance, right? And no. So again, this is a, a division that's <sighs> super competitive. I mean, you know, Cleveland's going to try. Baltimore was in for a shock because they're going to be on the rebound. Uh, Pittsburgh has got some unfamiliar territory because they have to figure out what's going to have, who's going to replace Big Ben. They're another team mm-hmm. that could use a Garoppolo. They're another team that could use a quarterback. So, again, I know State fans have talked about Winston, but there's no guarantee that you know Winston hangs around. And so right. if he gets a better offer from Pittsburgh or Teddy Bridgewater gets a better offer or Garoppolo, I mean, those could be destinations. There's many teams that are going to be looking for a quarterback. So, Look, I'm interested to see, but, you know, since he's got to invest there, they've got to get something, some help for him. And, uh, you know, hopefully they, they play the Saints. Uh, well, if it's a London game, they'll play them in October. So hopefully they hadn't figured everything out then uh, if it is a London game. And, and so they can still get some success backing up. You can follow him, of course, uh, at SI.com, yeah, Saints News as well, on Twitter at John J. Hendricks. John, always a pleasure. Listen, I appreciate the time. Keep up the great work, and we'll visit again soon. All right, thanks, Ken. Appreciate it. Have a good rest of the show. All right, John, thank you. John Hendricks, if you'd like to join in the conversation, 504-260-1061. That's 260-1061. When we return, we'll get into basketball, and we'll talk to Randy Livingston. He's a state championship coach, was a state championship player, of course, at LSU and the NBA for many years. And we'll get Randy's perspective on all of those things when we continue in just a moment. Glad you're with us. It's Ken Trahan with All Access for a Monday night. Back in a moment here on 106.1 FM, Nash Icon, and NashFM1061.com. Inside New Orleans, if it's New Orleans sports, culture, food. Inside New Orleans with Eric Asher is talking about it. Weekdays at 4 on 106.1 Nash Icon and available online anytime at NashFM1061.com. Welcome to Brixton University. Can't nobody mess with our pride. From the creators of All American. My girl that officially made the tennis squad. The new series that has critics cheering. All American Homecoming is a big-hearted, worthy spin It's a fun hang. This series shines. A great college show. It's about being a role model both on and off the field. All American Homecoming. Following All American. New episodes tonight on The CW. Tonight at 8 on NOAA 38, The CW. Wait, aren't these all charitable donations? At Magda's Tax Prep, every person counts. Not have to file for an extension. She needs new auditors to maximize returns on her family time. Hey, can someone help with these 1099? Indeed can help her hire great people fast. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. Our hiring platform instantly connects you with quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description. Visit Indeed.com slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply. Look at this. J.D. Power awarded Cricket number one customer service and purchase experience in the MVNO segment. Huh. Award-winning service has a nice ring to it. Say it again. Award-winning service. <laughs> again. Hear ye, hear ye. Announcing two more reasons to switch to Cricket and their award-winning service. Wow, it does have a nice ring to it. Switch and see for yourself. 
For J.D. Power 2022 wireless customer care and purchase experience mobile network operator performance studies award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Come on down to the Silver Slipper. Hi, this is John from the Silver Slipper Casino telling you that when you play any of your favorite slots or table games any day during the months of January, February, and March, you'll be earning a chance to win a brand new Apple Watch SE every night at 7 p.m. Now, you can take calls and reply to text messages right on your wrist. You can sync your favorite music to it. You can track your daily activities and a bunch of other helpful things. We're on the beach here in Hancock County, Silver Slipper Casino. We are proud to be your host on the coast. Pass a good time at the Silver Slipper. Liberty Mutual Insurance Company presents. And Doug. Don't you just love the smell of old books? This is a library. Sorry, ma'am. We're looking for a book titled Liberty Mutual Customizes Your Car Insurance So You Only Pay for What You Need. I don't think we carry that, but check nonfiction. It really does devour literature. Please leave. Only pay for what you need. Liberty, 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 liberty. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Improve visibility and save money at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Replace your old wiper blades with a new pair of Rain-X Advantage wiper blades and save $10 now at O'Reilly. Our professional parts people will even install them for free. See better and drive safer with new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts. In store or online at O'ReillyAuto.com. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Ken Trahan here with Scott Craig of Francesca by Katie's Deli Pizzeria, 515 Harrison Avenue in Lakeview. We both love high school sports and the St. Louis Cardinals. That's a big amen. And we both love great food at a great location. That's a bigger amen. Francesca by Katie's hands and all. That includes daily specials, building your own sandwiches and pizzas, delicious burgers, scrumptious salads, and a kid's menu. Francesca by Katie's is also host of Ken Trahan's Original Prep Football Report. We love supporting our area schools. It's a shame not everybody can go to Brother Mark. Or Rommel. If you don't come, you're to blame. You'll be glad you came. Francesca by Katie's, 515 Harrison Avenue in Lakeview. Vicks NyQuil Severe tackles your worst cold and flu symptoms, changing this <coughs> into this. NyQuil Severe, the nighttime sniffling, sneezing, coughing, sore throat, stuffy head, aching, fever, best sleep with a cold, medicine. Uses directed. This report is sponsored by Tulane Doctors. Today's medical treatments were once just ideas. As the region's top-tier research institution, we are the scientists and physicians bringing those ideas to lives. We are Tulane Doctors. For innovative research and inspired patient care, visit TulaneDoctors.com. Welcome to your daily sports report presented by CrescentCitySports.com. The four-game win streak is over. The New Orleans Pelicans led by 11 with just over three minutes left, blew the lead, and lost 138-130 to in overtime at Denver. Reigning league MVP Nikola Jokic dominated 46 points, 12 boards, 11 assists, 4 blocks, 3 steals. The Pelicans play at Memphis Tuesday night. The Pelicans reassigned rookie Trey Murphy to the G League Birmingham squadron. College basketball Tulane lost 74-68 at SMU to finish a 13-14, 10-8 in the American Conference and the fifth seed in the upcoming tournament. Jeremy Fowler of ESPN noted in his NFL combine notes that the rumor he heard was the Saints may be interested in Jimmy Garoppolo, who's won 33 or 47 NFL starts, but he's coming off a shoulder surgery that wouldn't allow him to start throwing until training camp. College baseball Tulane with a big series win over Mississippi State, winning 5-4 on Sunday. UNO completes a three-game sweep at ULM, winning 10-5. Southern Miss 4-2 over Louisiana. McNeese 5-2 over Louisiana Tech. Memphis over Nichols 9-6. Softball, Thomas College beats Xavier 8-5. For these stories and more, visit CrescentCitySports.com. Have a blessed day and be a good sport. For CrescentCitySports.com, I'm Ken Trahan. Now's the time. What's on your mind? Time to express your thoughts by calling Ken Trahan of CrescentCitySports.com and all access on 1061 Nash Icon and at NashFM1061.com. Call 504-260-1061. Well, the elongated multi-location LHSAA 
state championships continuing in Lake Charles at Burton Coliseum this week with the non-select boys championships taking place there. A couple of weeks ago, the girls select championships at the Alario Center in West Wego. There to cover that. Uh, last week, you had the girls non-select championships in Hammond. We were there. And, of course, the boys select championships in Lafayette and had VK Jones there. This week, we've got Lake Charles and Burton Coliseum and the non-select boys championships going on. You got all that? I know it's confusing. If you think it's confusing for us, I know fans have a hard time grasping it, and I've dealt with a lot that have told us that. But that's what the principals voted on, and then select schools have the opportunity to choose where they wanted to play. And, of course, the boys chose to play at the Cajun Dome in Lafayette this past week. Archbishop Hannon, Division II state championship with a remarkable performance and a convincing win over Liberty. And in Division Three, the Newman Greenies captured their 10th state championship as they defeated Lafayette Christian 56-47. to Joining us now uh, to touch base on his championship on high school, college, and pro basketball is a good and great basketball name, a good and great basketball player, now a great coach, and a good man in Randy Livingston. Randy, first and foremost, thanks and congratulations once again. No, thanks, Ken. Thanks for having me on. I um, appreciate it. The nice thing you said about me, but it's exciting times right now for New well, basketball. Understood. Look, I mean, I said this to you Saturday night, but, you know, when it, the opponent shoots almost 65% from three-point range against you, man, it's tough to overcome that, but you guys did. The LCA played really well, obviously, but your team was tough mentally and physically. Yeah, we were. I mean, they, they gave us our best shot, and we were – prepared to get everybody's best shot. I thought St. Thomas Aquinas played a great game in the semifinal game, being tied at halftime. But I think eventually we had enough talent, we had enough experience, we played a top-notch schedule you know, throughout the regular season, playing Carvers, playing McMahon, playing St. Paul's, playing Liberty, to where we were real battle-tested. And that really was the key to staying focused and staying poised and was able to overcome a hellacious game that, Lafayette Christian play. It, it seemed like one of those NTA tournament games where a team shoots a light out and then you're going home. But our, our team was able to prevail and just stay focused. And that was, you know, really for a coach, that was a sight to see and something that, you know, made me really proud of, of the group. Well, you've done a remarkable job since taking over. And, you know, you lost a really talented player to a prep school a couple of years ago. But you have a really good young nucleus, it looks to me like you're only going to get better. No, I, I, I totally agree with that. I think, you know, one of the things that really I benefited from, from, you know, coming over to Newman, I, I spent a year in the eighth grade, and coach, obviously Coach Jimmy Toledo is a Hall of Fame coach in every which way. But I was able to see where the program was from 100,000 feet in the air and not have the pressure to get started right away and. You know, one of the things I wanted to do was build a, a program. I, I played at John Curtis in middle school. Not too many people know that. But I, the JT model is, is still incredible for me, to have a middle school program that runs exactly what you run um, in the high school, to be able to make sure, you know, you have great coaches, great people in the program, and then have players. I know building – you know, coaches are only good as a player. Everybody says this one or that one's a great coach. I remember a long time ago, George Carl, great coach in Denver and Seattle, basically said everybody can coach. 
it's really the feel for the game that separates the good from the great coaches. But at the end of the day, you got to have players. And, and we have a great group of players. My freshman class is, is solid this year. My eighth grade group is solid. So, you know, I'm looking forward to a nice long run here with the basketball program. And we're set up for success. And I, that's the only thing that I know that when I took the job, you know, I wanted to make sure to restore Newman basketball to one of the top tier programs in the state and you know next year i think we'll be right on the brink of being a a ranked team in the country i truly believe that one of only four programs to win jenner moore state championships now newman high school joining southern labs walling and redemptorist in that uh, very elite class of programs in the state hey i mentioned archbishop hannon speaking of shooting the lights out i'm sure you saw that stat right that's just unbelievable. I mean, his, his team shot like 80% to win the Division II championship. That, that, I, I don't know that I've ever seen a, a team shoot that well before in a state championship game. Of course, Errol Goff does a really good job with that program. No, he's an incredible coach. I mean, we played them last year, having picked that game up. And when the game started, I knew we were going to be in for a long day because, you know, he gets his kids to execute their offense. Um he has good players. Uh, a good friend of mine, Eddie Timmons' son, Drew Now is on that team, and Eddie was a heck of a player at Salmon. He played on the AAU teams for the Louisiana Spartans back in the day. So, you know, Errol is a top-notch coach. I, I, I do, you know, and I truly believe this, Louisiana is definitely a football state, and basketball comes in cycles and ways, but we are on a very, very upswing of very, very talented players in the state, and we have, you know, very, very talented coaching. So I think you know, basketball is back in Louisiana, and I've always worn that chip on my shoulder to try to make sure, you know, the basketball gets played at a high level in Louisiana and the kids get the recognition they deserve. But Errol Golf is a tremendous coach. Um, he, you know, he's one team you don't want to play because they execute at a high, high level. And, you know, kudos to them. And they, they did a good job of um, winning the state championship. That's a a, a, a really a tribute to he and his staff. I know Del Cimento is on that staff. I remember him at Jesuit so long ago. But, you know, it's an amazing thing that they accomplished. Looking forward to seeing Carver and Carr and McMain in Lake Charles. I'll be there on Wednesday to watch in the semis and, and certainly hopefully one of our teams emerges victorious there. And, of course, North Shore, a great story in 5A and looking forward to seeing them in Lake Charles in the semifinals. Speaking of college basketball, LSU – you know, they get a win over Alabama in overtime. They get to the SEC tournament. Not a top-four seed. We're used to seeing that. They're not this year. You know, they lost Adam Miller before the season started. Really hurt their chances. They just haven't shot it well enough, and they've really been up and down offensively, just not efficient enough on offense to be an elite team this year. No, they have definitely, um, you know, they're one of those teams that, you know, when it's all going well, they look amazing because he's super athletic. They play tenacious defense and they just like you said they've been very inconsistent offensively um but i think getting david pinson back healthy you know i think they poised for a stretch run but you know lsu is one of those teams that you know you get super super excited for you and then you know you'll get two three bad plays in a row and i hopefully they you know just find some consistency going into the sec tournament and then in the ncaa tournament and make a run and hopefully come to new orleans for the final four University of New Orleans just missed winning the Southland regular season title. Lost to Nichols in a championship game this past Saturday. Nichols wins that league. Southeastern UNO are next up, so all three teams from our region 
uh, are in that mix. Of course, it's a one-bid league, but those are all three programs that are doing a pretty good job. Yeah, they definitely are. I think UNO, you know, has been very, very good this whole year. It's, it's, it's tough that only get one team from the conference. Um, Nickel State coach, you know, I don't know how long they can keep that guy there. He's done a heck of a job with that program. Mm-hmm. And I got to give a shout out to the Loyola team. They I was going to bring that. Up. I was going to bring that up next, but go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, but they have done an incredible job there. He has talent, and they play together. They play the right way. So looking forward to them, you know, playing. I think their their tournament got moved to Tulane. Yes, they're playing at they're playing at Tulane. That's correct. Yeah. yeah so that's going to be you know the city should get behind that team because they they deserve it and they you know. They've earned everything that they're getting. So, kudos to to Loyola, the Wolfpack, and um, hopefully they get it done. Love the way they play. Uh, they've got depth, and they got good guard play. When you have good guard play, it's going to make a difference. Stacy Hollowell does a terrific job. Xavier's in the postseason again. Uh, no surprise. They just do it every year. Consistently good program. And then Tulane, you know, they fifth in the American Athletic going into the tournament. Finished ten and eight in the conference. Uh, Jalen Forbes was good. On, I know you know Jalen Cook very well. So uh, it looks to me like they've at least uh, taken a step forward this season. Yeah, they did. I mean, it's it's really been a tough couple of years. Obviously, COVID has, you know, and everybody had to deal with it. So I, I can't make excuses. But Coach Hunter and his staff has done a good job of, you know, regrouping and, and playing very well in conference. Conf- the American Conference is is a tough conference. They have incredible coaching in that conference. Wichita State, Houston, SMU, even Central Florida. You know, those teams are really good. Temple, you know, there's, there's some good teams in that league. And at the end of the day, I think Ron Hunter and his staff deserves a lot of credit for turning it around and, you know, really, you know, turning their season around. They were struggling early in the season, you know, big time. And, and then for them to do what they've done in conference, I know they had a little COVID break there. And I think he kind of figured out what type of team he had. And they've come back and played well in the American Conference, and, you know, they need to continue that in the tournament. Hopefully they can get to the semifinals or better. Final thought, the Pelicans, of course, a, a brutal loss last night, one of those that they just absolutely let get away. Uh, Nikola Jokic is a great player, but you have an 11-point lead with 3.08 to play. you got to win the game, and they, they didn't do it. So frustrating because they've been playing so well, and love Willie Green. I just think he's absolutely the right guy. He's only going to get better. Uh, he relates incredibly well to the players. They're all bought in and want to play. Who knows what's going to happen with Williamson? Uh, Ed and I were talking on a show Saturday, Ed Daniels and I, about the fact that maybe it would be better for him not to play this year to see what you've got, to see just how it stacks up, and then you have an idea about what, where you want to go in the offseason, investing in him long-term if he wants to be here, or maybe even looking for trade value. Your thoughts on the Pelicans? No, Willie Green is definitely the guy for the job. You can chalk up last night loss to just continuing though to get new guys. Sometimes you have those those type of losses, but they'll they'll get it back as the season go on. As far as Williamson, I believe unless he has any setbacks, um, talking to the people that are close to him, you know, he will be back. I I, I kind of see this situation, although I think the team is a little bit better than those Bulls teams when Michael went out with his foot surgery or foot injury, and then he came back and in the first round of the playoffs and he had 63 in one game so mm-hmm. I think if he's healthy he's going to play and you know you won't, you don't know how they're going to be 
until he plays, like long-term. And, and they still need time. You need, to me, in the NBA, it takes almost 10 games when you keep shuffling the deck and you get new players in. But they all got to play you know, mm-hmm. about 10 games in a row to kind of find out what type of team they're going to have, how the puzzle pieces fit. <clears throat> because to get a guy like C.J., have Brandon Ingram to get Zion back and Valentine's and the surprise of the group is the the big kid from Texas, whatever his name is. Um, Jackson Hayes. Yeah. Jackson, Jackson Hayes, Hayes has come on strong lately. And then Herb Jones has been obviously the pick of the draft. Like yep. um, and anybody's first or second round. He's been the the, the 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 diamond in the rough that, you know, Griff and Trajan and those guys in the staff have they found a good one in him. So once they get that and they get their whole nucleus back. I, I can't judge the Pelicans until they're at full strength. So we look forward to it. Zion has supported the Newman Greenies this year. We will support him and support the Pelicans. And, you know, I want them to get into the playoffs and do some damage because they have a good team. Valanciunas is good. You know, they, it's going to be interesting how they fit those pieces together. But if anybody can do it, I think Willie Green has done a heck of a job in that staff, and they'll, they'll figure it out. So... Let's just keep it going, and hopefully they stay consistent, which they have been the last couple weeks. Now I remember that rare daily double club as a championship, state championship player and a state championship coach. And in this case, both at his alma mater, Randy Livingston. Randy, a pleasure visiting you. Let's do it again soon, okay? Oh, anytime. Anytime. When the NCAA tournament starts, that would be great. Let's do it. All right, my friend. Thank you, Randy. Okay. Thank you. All right. You got it. Brief time out. Back with more in a moment here on 106.1 FM. Nash Icon. Family owned and operated by a great local family, Bergeron Volvo at 3525 Veterans Boulevard in Metairie has a full stock of fabulous 2021 vehicles with a wide range of the XC series, including the XC40, the XC60, and the XC90. If you are looking for a luxury sedan, see the S60 or S90. Don't forget the XC90 hybrid or rugged V90 cross country from Bergeron Volvo. Visit BergeronVolvoCars.com. To experience our idea of luxury, visit Bergeron Volvo on Vets in Metairie or online at BergeronVolvo.com today. My heart was racing just making spaghetti. I could have waited to tell my doctor, but I didn't wait. I was short of breath just reading a book. I could have delayed telling my doctor, but I didn't wait. They told their doctors and found out they have atrial fibrillation, a condition which makes it about five times more likely to have a stroke. If you have one or more of these symptoms, irregular heartbeat, heart racing, chest pain, shortness of breath, fatigue, or lightheadedness, this is no time to wait. Contact your doctor. Brought to you by Bristol-Myers Squibb and Pfizer. Liberty Mutual Insurance Company presents... Doug. Check it out, Lemu. A roadside carnival. Step right up, folks. Test your strength. Come see the fire-breathing baby. <laughs> Let's fan out and tell people that Liberty Mutual customizes your car insurance so you only pay for what you need. Look! An emu wearing sunglasses! Lemu, you're famous. <laughs> only pay for what you need. Liberty, 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 Liberty. Welcome to Brixton University. Can't nobody mess with our pride. From the creators of All American. My girl that officially made the tennis squad. The new series that has critics cheering. All American Homecoming is a big-hearted, worthy spin It's a fun hang. This series shines. A great college show. It's about being a role model both on and off the field. All American Homecoming. Following All American. New episodes tonight on The CW. Tonight at 8 on NOLA 38, The CW. At Progressive, we're making things even easier. We'll help you bundle your home and car insurance together. 
so you could save on both. Learn more at Progressive.com or 1-800-PROGRESSIVE. This report is sponsored by Indeed.com. Hiring heating up? Indeed's hiring platform makes it easy to attract, screen, and interview candidates all in one place. Sponsor a post and instantly receive a short list of quality candidates on Indeed whose resumes match your job description. Visit Indeed.com slash credit. This is Josh Danzig with Where Yet Magazine and WhereYet.com with your weekend picks for 1061 Nash Icon. Wiener Dog Racing is back this Saturday at the Fairgrounds Race Course. Bring your dog for noon to register for the big races. Lovers of ballet, don't miss Nova's presentation of Ballet Hispanico and their performance of Doña Peron this Saturday night at the Mahalia Jackson Theater. For more info on what to do this weekend, Log on to WhereYet.com and click on the community calendar. And be sure to pick up the new March issue of WhereYet Magazine in locations all over town. Cumulus New Orleans. Incredible service and excellent results. New Orleans is always number one with Cumulus Radio and Digital. This is where you get all access. Not just the focus on one or two topics. All sports are on the table with your calls at all times. Join us now by calling 260-1061. Now back to Ken Trahan on 1061 Nash Icon through CrescentCitySports.com and at NashFM1061.com. Today for the Zurich Classic, April 18th through 24th at the TPC of Louisiana, Steve Worthy, the executive director, and says that it's going to be more like 2019, back to normal, and corporate sales are off the charts, and the defending champions will be back to defend, and Cameron Smith and Mark Leishman amongst what should be a stellar field total purse of $8.3 million. Back with a final word in a moment, here on 106.1 FM, Nash Icon. Welcome to Brixton University. Can't nobody mess with our pride. From the creators of All American. My girl that officially made the tennis squad. The new series that has critics cheering. All American Homecoming is a big-hearted, worthy spin It's a fun hang. This series shines. A great college show. It's about being a role model both on and off the field. All American Homecoming. Following All American. New episodes tonight on The CW. Tonight at 8 on NOAA 38, The CW. I got to tell you, the Ford F-150 and I, well, we're kind of like family. Ford's the number one selling truck in America for 42 years, and Lamarck's the number one Ford dealer. So come get your number one truck from your number one dealer, Lamarck Ford, where everybody gets remarkable deals and service. And wait till you see what we've done and still doing to the big store in Kenner. We're using local money, not Wall Street money. Visit Lamarck.com for more details. Drive safely, my friends. Number one claim based on 2018 new Ford vehicle retail sales report Memphis Region Zone E. Since 1935, the All-State Sugar Bowl has been a proud New Orleans New Year's Day tradition. Through its annual support of college football and amateur sports, the Sugar Bowl attracts hundreds of thousands of visitors to the state, providing countless opportunities for young people. Resources from these events enable the Sugar Bowl to support education and community programs impacting thousands of New Orleans area teachers and citizens. The All-State Sugar Bowl, proud to host the best of the Big 12 and the SEC in the Superdome on New Year's Day. Stop by churches for the high-flying flavor combination of our Texas tenders and shrimp meal today. It's butterfly shrimp alongside made-from-scratch Texas tenders. Serve spicy or original for six bucks. 
Chargers. Welcome to the great state of flavor. Offer valid at participating locations. See website for details on our two-month subscription offer. Ladies, lose weight, improve your health, and eat great with Nutrisystem. Get our new premium meals with up to 30 grams of protein. They're big and filling and taste delicious. Plus, try our new restaurant faves that taste like your favorite restaurant, portioned with half the calories. Beef and bean burritos, toasted ravioli, sesame beef and broccoli. Easy to prepare and made in minutes. The secret? Advanced nutritional science that helps keep your blood sugar levels steady and you losing weight. With Nutrisystem, you get your breakfasts, lunches, dinners, and snacks all delivered right to your door. Just go to Nutrisystem.com goals right now and get 50% off. You heard me right. Go to Nutrisystem.com 